with his performance tonight, did Joel Embiid lock up the MVP award and real or fake? The Los Angeles Lakers can win a first round playoff series. And how does Andrew Wiggins return for the Warriors impact the play in tournament race? It's the Wednesday episode of Locked On NBA. Let's go. You are locked on NBA, your daily NBA podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Wednesday episode of Locked On NBA, the daily podcast covering everything you want to know about the association. On Wednesdays, I'm back after a week off. One of your usual co-hosts, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter and the host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. I'm Tony East, the host of the Locked On Pacers, Pacers podcast. Said my own team name wrong. One host in, another one out on this Wednesday, Jake. The super subs keep coming. Hey, man, it's just, it's the end of the season. Things are coming fast and furious. I'm sure John would like to be here instead of watching what happened uh, to the Boston Celtics with Joel Embiid and all of that. So we'll get to that here in a second. But today's episode of Locked On NBA is brought to you by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA and get on your way to being your best self. And of course, thank you for making Locked On NBA your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday, five days a week. No one else comes to you like this completely free, breaking down the biggest stories around the league. And look, Tony, the biggest one right now, it's been a big story all year long. It's literally big with the people that are in the running for the award <laughs> is the MVP race. And after the his performance of the win, 103-101, a close win over the Boston Celtics, Joel Embiid scoring 52 points, 52 points, the rest of the the uh, Philadelphia 76ers scored 51. He just lock up the MVP award. He, he might have, they beat a good team. Jason Tatum, uh, not an MVP candidate technically, but he's going to finish top five. Like you can kind of call him an MVP candidate on the other side. Just destroyed him. Did absolutely everything in this game. 13 rebounds, six assists, two blocks, plus 17 in a two point win. They needed every second of Joel Embiid in this game. Unstoppable. Right, just 20 for 25 from the field. 13 free throws is a lot, but it's not like that absurd number you see sometimes when Embiid has games like this. So, like, he did it all. The reason I think you could make the locked up MVP argument tonight, not only was Embiid, who I don't know, like the slightest of slight favorites right now, not only was he awesome, the Nuggets played, uh, they played in Houston, they played the Rockets. The Rockets had the second worst record in the NBA entering the night. They now have the third worst record or tied for it because they beat the Nuggets, uh, which already is a stain on a resume. And Jokic was fine on his own right. Seven for 13, 10 rebounds, four assists. He had 14, 10, and four with eight turnovers. Well, Embiid did all that. So significant night for MVP, and it goes heavily in Joel Embiid's favor. Yeah, look, man, the 50 points kind of seeing that number like makes your eyes pop out of your head a little bit. And as you said earlier, they needed every one of those points. Again, the rest of the team scored 51. He he more than had all the points for the rest of the guys. It's just kind of wild to see how he's really surged. And I think Philly's also had a stronger end of the season, it Agreed. feels like, than the Philadelphia uh, than the Denver Nuggets have. And 
it, it's it's wild we're having this discussion, right? And it tells you that like maybe we don't need to discuss MVP all season long because at one point I think I was on the show being like, "There's no way Nikola Jokic doesn't win MVP this season." Like he seemed like a lock, a lock to win this halfway through, maybe a little bit before that. But Embiid, in the way that that team has kind of finished the year and his performance and how he's kind of carried them, it's felt like at times is impressive and things really kind of got away from Jokic there in in some sense. He's still awesome and good. Yeah, there was a lot of talk about like Jokic having it won like in early March. I was like, there's another month of of the season. (laughs) And now we've seen Denver lose to the Spurs and lose to the Rockets and scrape past the Pistons of the fourth quarter comeback. And like every game they have these results that stink or are not what they'd expect. You look and Jokic has like, 2015 and eight and still is awesome. And like, is the reason that they're even in the game at all, but they aren't having the results. Whereas the Sixers were like, let's surge. Let's try to get to two. I think they got to second in the East at one point. Like I think the Nuggets will still finish with a better record than the Sixers, but it's not by that much. And Embiid's been awesome. And the Sixers have been winning. Well, the Nuggets have been faltering a little bit and still have not locked up that top seed in the West, despite a significant lead, like in the middle of March. So not only has Embiid been playing really well, I think the wins have kind of given his team a little more attention positively in the stretch. And as much as like that narrative part of it kind of sucks, it's important and it's really helped him. Yeah. Look, since, you know, from March on, basically you have Joel Embiid, who's averaging almost 33 points per game, 9.4 rebounds and 4.4 assists. And as that team's won, and he's played more games than Jokic has during that time, a handful more Jokic is at 26.3, 12.8 rebounds and 9.4 assists. Like it is still like, (laughs) it's still insane. Right. And we're like, Oh, he's lost it. It's not his. It's a little bit unfair. I think to Jokic in a sense, but I don't know. It's nice that, you see a guy close like this, and maybe it's recency bias too, right? It shows you kind of some of the flaws, I think, of the MVP award and some of the voting and the way we think about these sorts of things that, yeah, one's playing better than the other, but it's also an entire season award. But you made a really good point about the records. Like, yeah, Denver's going to finish with a better record, but they faltered, and it's not going to be by very many games over the Philadelphia 76ers. And it feels like they should have locked up the first seed in the Western Conference right now. And that's something that I think is actively going to kind of work against him in all of this. But look, well, you even had caught them in record today. I didn't even. Yeah, they, they should be tied now after this yeah. one. Right. Both at 52 wins, yes. I want to say. Yeah. And Nuggets so, were playing for something. They clinched number one with a win today. Like you got to beat the Rockets in that situation. Yeah, you do. I agree with that. So it's that kind of close to the end of the season. We'll see if voters, when it comes down to it, I think it's still going to be close. Like, I don't think it's going to be a runaway for Embiid, do you think? Uh, You know what also is telling about this conversation we're having? The Bucks uh, steamrolled (laughs) the Wizards. Giannis had 28, 11, and 10, and we're just getting to him (laughs) in this discussion. (laughs) <laughs> He's Man, MVP. I don't think he'll win. I don't. I don't. Not because he hasn't been good enough. I just the way it, it's trending and the way that the voters and all these straw polls have discussed it. But he's also amazing and had a good night and the Bucks won and are likely going. I think they are very close to clinching. They're one win away now from clinching the best record in the league. Like uh, all this stuff happening at the same time is wild. And just the way and but to, to the big takeaway from today specifically has to be and be dominating to get his team a huge win over a very, very good team in a key time of their season as they're battling for seeding and as 
they're they're trying to push at the end of the season and he is still trying to put a stamp on this discussion that we're currently having and he did it and I think that's extremely significant, even if it is this late in the season. Yeah, I think that's what's going to end up putting him over. I think the voting will be fairly close. Agreed. It, it feels like both of them are going to kind of get the majority of the votes. I think Giannis will get some, too. I don't think you're wrong in that. But we've also talked about voter fatigue a lot, right? That was something that's worked against a guy like Giannis. It seems like it was working against Jokic a little bit, too. And Embiid's yep. been right in there in the conversation. They're going to be a top four seed. He's carried them at times like... Yeah, I think I think he's won. I think he's won. If any I, of them win, I'll be like, I get it. <laughs> you can, that's the thing with this, right? You can make an argument for any of them, and I'm totally cool with your argument. You don't need to kind of detract from the other one right. to make your argument better. That's where I think things kind of get away from people when it comes to the MVP conversation. Just, just build up the dude you think should win, and you're not incorrect on that. But the voters ultimately decide, and we'll find out who wins. A team that did win, that was big for them, was the Los Angeles Lakers in overtime over the Utah Jazz. Let's talk about that game coming up here next and whether the Lakers can win, real or fake, a first-round playoff series. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On NBA is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. I actually work on all of my cars. I have a classic car that I'm restoring. I order all of my parts from eBay Motors because I've ordered from elsewhere and the part doesn't fit. And there's like no worse feeling just being out money on something that's not going to work for you. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be right back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Terms and conditions apply. And thank you for making Locked On NBA your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything about the association, all that you want to know, the biggest stories, whether it's the MVP or the playoff races and how things might shake out. We're covering it here. So, Tony, let's switch gears a little bit to the Los Angeles Lakers, who got a probably closer win than they would have liked over oh. the Utah Jazz. Oh, overtime. awesome game. And that one awesome. was fun. Some of the late night games, man, the West, is, the bottom of the West, I should say, is like something here. They get the win. You know, you have LeBron James, you have Anthony Davis. So we do this every Wednesday. It's real or fake. This is actually your idea, but, but I'll tease it up here. Real or fake, of all the teams in the play-in tournament, the Los Angeles Lakers have the best chance to win a first-round playoff series. I'm going to say real. I actually think that that they do. You nailed the two reasons why LeBron and Anthony Davis are, in fact, on their basketball team. They both won a title together, and they finally have the pieces that make sense, and they have a top six, maybe five now after this game. I hate that we have to gloss over this. because they, they were up 10 with like 95 seconds to go. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly Olenek made a million plays, and this game went to overtime. They still won. Um, But uh, like I think that the, uh, there's a lot of good – playing teams in the West. If the Warriors fall into the plan, they could be the team that I would make me not say the Lakers to this. The Clippers maybe we'll see. Um, but I don't, you know, Minnesota, they're good. I don't, I wouldn't pick them to beat either of Memphis or Denver, New Orleans, OKC. I wouldn't pick either of them to beat New Orleans or Denver. If the Dallas Mavericks somehow make it in like, yeah, they have Luke, I guess they have a shot, but 
I would still pick Memphis or Denver. Whereas if it's Lakers in the series, I might go, you know what? They've got a pretty good shot at this just because they've done it before and they have the talent. I would still probably pick Memphis or Denver, but I'd have to think about it way longer than any other teams. And in the East, I'm not picking anybody against Boston or or Milwaukee, who's in that playing a bunch. The Heat would be the best shot, but less shot than I would pick for the Lakers. So I'm going to stay real, but it depends if the Warriors get into this mix, I think. The- that's a big thing, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in the next segment, too. It really comes down to what ends up happening, I think, with the Golden State Warriors and where they end up falling with this because that's a team that can be any seed and come out and win in the postseason and win that play in tournament to advance and move a little bit more forward. So that really comes down to it, but I'm assuming they're going to be out of that. So when I w- look at a team like the Los Angeles Lakers, I don't disagree with you. Of all kind of the ones there, I think the Lakers are the safest choice. I think you could look at the Pelicans if they get Zion Williamson healthy, and that's a big if. We don't know if he's going to be playing or not or what's going to happen there just yet. We should get an update actually at some point today on that. You know, if they're healthy and they're the eight seed, I think they match up somewhat well with Denver. I wouldn't like them, though, against the Memphis Grizzlies. So when we look at all of this, yeah, it really kind of does come down to a team like the Los Angeles Lakers and if they're capable of maybe pulling off the upset against a team like Memphis. Yeah, Zion, like you did a whole podcast episode on this. Like he was in the MVP conversation at his peak of his powers. This season, Ingram's playing his best ball this season as well. Pelicans have figured it out after a low point that you did a great episode on Willie Green saying exactly what now that was surprising um like they have if they have Zion I think they would be at least threatening I would be more interested in just seeing them play in a playoff series with Zion Williamson but yeah they they could be good like they were first in the west for a while whereas there's so many warts with like all these other west playing teams there's a reason they're in the playing mix at all like Pretty much everyone 5 to 11 in the West has some sort of warts. And the Lakers do too. It's not like they're infallible. Like they just went to overtime with the Jazz. Right. right? Like, you know, we're, we're talking highly of a team that barely won tonight. But uh, I do think just their top talent so good. They've, they've done it before. They finally fit together. Like it makes sense that they could beat someone. I would not pick them. I would not pick any playing team to be a favorite. But they would be the team I think I'd give the best chance to. I mean, look, it's it's LeBron James, right? Like, you're not going to just bet against that guy until, like, he's been kind of done and dusted for a couple of years, I think. And I think that goes a long way. And as you said, those two have won a title together. Anthony Davis at times has looked like an absolutely, you know, top five player this year. And, you know, even the Pelicans, right? To your point, they were first in the West for a little while. You know, he was in the MVP conversation, I think Zion was. But you still need to actually show it before you really feel confident in them trying to sort of win any sort of games. And look, uh, the Denver Nuggets have an MVP candidate, as we just talked about in Nikola Jokic. They're good. The Memphis Grizzlies are a team that terrifies me, I think, a little bit in the West. I can't interest you in a team like the Atlanta Hawks or or someone like that or the, (laughs) the Toronto Raptors, certainly not the Chicago Bulls. Listen, listen. No, you can't. <laughs> the Raptors, Nick Nurse is a better playoff coach than regular season coach, I think, just because he's creative. Um, they're still playing Boston, who made the finals last year, and the Bucks, who won the title two years ago. Like, I can't pick against either of those teams for a million reasons. It's it's hard. Like coming out of playing's hard. That like the Pelicans winning two games last year was a huge deal. That's exceedingly rare for a team that comes through the play in. To do like that Grizzlies team that beat the Warriors a few years ago, they won one game in their series. Like it's hard to even be competitive coming from 
that big of a disadvantage and how difficult it is. And that, that will, again, be up against the Lakers. I feel like I feel like the way we're framing this, which is our own fault, is just like, <laughs> this is so pro-Lakers. And it's not. I still think they're not favored. Yeah, right. Like, period. it's of all of these kind of middling to crappy teams, they're the one that maybe is the <laughs> right. best out of all of them, right? Yeah. Like, this is like a backhanded compliment to them, in a sense, <laughs> is kind of what we're doing. So all the Lakers fans listening, like, no, we're not building your team up. They're still pretty bad, right? I don't even want to watch the Hawks in the playoffs. No offense to any Hawks fans or Brad Roland. Like, I just don't want to. Um, Yeah, and I think if you extrapolate the Lakers post-trade deadline record over the, the whole season, that's like a playoff team, certainly in the in the West, right? Like, they're clearly good. They're probably closer to a 5-4 a seed than their record now actually entails. But again, the Nuggets are a one seed and the Grizzlies are a two seed. So that's why those teams are still the favorite. But the fact that they have that level in them is something that I don't think anyone sands like the peak Pels earlier this season have. So that's why I think, yes, real is the answer, but we, you know, we alluded to it. If the Warriors fall to seven. They might be the team that I give this title to. Let's talk about them a little bit coming up because they're going to get some help now from Andrew Wiggins. Who's going to be coming back. So that's coming up here next in today's episode of locked on NBA. As we start to look at the remainder of the Western conference playing tournament, because man, none of that stuff, none of that stuff is set just yet. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On NBA is brought to you by FanDuel. The NBA playoffs are almost here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to three strain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. You you think your team's going to win? You think your best player is going to score a bunch of points? Combine them into one for a bigger payout. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And of course, thank you for making Locked On NBA your first listen today and every day. We're covering everything you want to know, big picture around the league. But if you want to know what happened in all 13 games that happened last night, there was a lot. We got locked into game NBA for you. It covers everything around. All of us do a quick little minute video after each game. It gets combined, combined and compiled into one show. Go catch it. It's on this channel, wherever you get your podcast, wherever you get locked on NBA. So, Tony, you were talking about it. The Warriors are still the Warriors. If they're the playing tournament, they're clearly going to be the favorite when it comes to that. And they're getting a little bit of help coming back. Not even a little bit of help. I think it's a good bit of help with Andrew Wiggins, who's going to be back with the team. Doesn't sound like he's going to be playing Friday, but we might see him soon after that. How big of an add to the Warriors is this? Huge. <laughs> Massively important. Right? Have they have they had their team for more than two three games in a row all season. They still won't, but it's really hard to gauge the Warriors because of that, right? Like what their season has been is so weird. This home road stuff makes no, no sense. Like it just doesn't make sense. It's wild. Their <laughs> it, splits are it, just like, I get a team being a, like even a lot better at home, but this is such a big difference. that it, it doesn't make sense. Like it's impossible. Um, Wiggins was really good last year. And I get the all-star stuff kind of turned into a joke, even though it shouldn't have been, he was awesome in the playoffs. Like awesome for them on their finals run, which I think is an important part of why having him back is so crucial. Not only can they get him on the floor to help them, they get a valuable part of their playoff rotation 
that's huge, right? Having him back. I think he was, I saw he was in the chase center tonight for their game yep. against the thunder. He didn't play, but he was in the building. Like that's big. They have him around. They know he will be returning before the season ends. And they're currently, as we're speaking up on the thunder, uh, we'll see if they hold off. There's a couple minutes to go in that game, but that's what, what's what locked on game to game NBA is for. That's right. right? That's right. Huge game for them, right? Because the Lakers won and now there's a three-way tie for the last playing spot and they're in it, right? Winning every game for all these play-in teams is huge. Wiggins being back, even if it gives them a 1% better chance of guaranteeing that they finish sixth instead of seventh, massive, massive for them, right? So between the getting a better seed ramifications, between the ceiling it allows them to have in the postseason, between how well he just fits with their team as we saw last season, it's huge. Like getting Wiggins back is huge for them. Yeah, look, it's just more depth, right? And it's right. just more guys that you trust in the postseason. You mentioned it. He was good in the playoffs for him last year. This is a guy who's averaging 17 points per game this year. And when you can get some wing scoring like that, I think that's a big thing. Like, yeah, the all-star stuff's a little bit of a joke. I certainly agree with that. But if you could play Andrew Wiggins over a guy like Moses Moody, I think you feel very good about that. And that makes your team significantly better and it also just provides kind of like a massive boost like emotionally mentally i think to this team like it gives them a little bit of like a shot of energy and maybe you get that kind of boost on the road which is where their trouble is going to be right they're going to win at home in the chase center it's on the road and having a guy that's done it before as you said he was really important in their run to the finals last year i think that's the biggest thing you know I think that's kind of the thing in the Western Conference playoffs in general. No one other than, of all teams, the Sacramento Kings is good on the road, <laughs> right? Like, this makes the Warriors not good on the road, but, like, a little bit better. And that's, I think, going to be really important when it comes down to this. Yeah, they get a good rebounding wing. They get a good defensive wing. All stuff that's like, hey, this is important <laughs> when the game slows down. and. <laughs> Maybe Moody still plays and he's like their bench wing, but it's like you're starting Anthony Lamb and Kuminga tonight, like in a in a key game. You know, nothing against those guys. Kuminga's had a nice year, but if you push them down to a role that makes way more sense for them, and you get a player who also makes sense in that starting role, it's like this is obviously a win. And you know, stats are great this year. He talked to the media today, by the way. Credit to Andrew Wiggins. Like that's that's a hard thing to do after a personal absence to get up on the podium and like talk about it. Um, yeah. So big credit to him for doing that and opening up about it a little bit. So, yeah, it, it, that's significant for the Warriors, too. They can move past it in the best way they can, and if, if nothing is closeted and things like that. So big credit to Andrew Wiggins for that. And, and yeah, that's what I think the biggest impact is. Like Anthony Lamb, who's, again, been good for them this year, can play less to none. And Kuminga can play less to none. And Moody can play less to none. And now they have a lot of defensive pieces because Gary Payton's playing, too, like, I would want to play the Warriors in the first round. Uh, no, no one does. Or the play-in, for that matter. So th th I think, again, the most significant part is this increasing their chance of getting six and just not being in the play-in at all. But in general, they're just a boost to your team is huge this late in the season. Yeah, and look, they end the season playing the Portland Trailblazers. Feels like a win. They've got this <laughs> game, which we'll see how it goes, you know, the, the remainder here. We might talk our way through it by the time it ends, too. But they also go on the road and play the Kings, and that's a big game for them. And if you can, you know, you're not getting him back from that, but if it gives you a little bit of an energy boost, I think that's going to be really important because yeah. with the way things broke, you know, during these games right now, there's still a lot to play for for most of these teams. You know, the Sacramento Kings still have an outside chance at maybe catching the Memphis Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies have an outside chance at catching the Denver Nuggets here. There's a lot to play for, and you kind of need everything that you can get because the standings in the West are almost set, but they're not 
quite set just yet, but it feels like this elevates the Warriors and puts a lot of pressure on a team like the Clippers and the Lakers, who, by the way, are about to play each other. I think tonight is when it is, and that becomes a massive game. So all of this stuff is, yeah, it's tonight. You have the Lakers at Clippers. Like, man, this end of the season here in the West for the playing tournament stuff is going to be a lot of fun. The Lakers, Suns, and Clippers all play each other, right? So if you're the Warriors, yeah. even if you lose the Kings, if you get through this Thunder game alive and beat the Blazers, that look that looks great. Like the rest of the schedule bodes very well for you. You got to do it. And having Wiggins back helps them do that. And it increases their chance that they actually beat the Kings in that road game. And I can't wait for that game. Not only from a Warriors perspective, but Draymond Green says, hey, we want those Kings in the first round. I know he alluded to the fact that it was for travel reasons because they're really close by. And that's that, that's something. But also like, hey, that's probably going to be bulletin, bulletin board material for the spunky little Kings. So I kind of want that. I like I like when playoff series have a little storyline going on, too. So if Andrew Wiggins increases the odds of that, I'm also happy to see that selfishly as a fan. So how do you how do you see the play in tournament shaking out? Like what's your four there and what's the order? Yeah, you know, it's hard to say, but I think right now it looks like I would predict Lakers seven, Pelicans eight, Timberwolves at nine, Thunder ten. Um the Thunder only need literally one win basically to make sure the Mavs have to go undefeated. Uh they love this happening. game. It's still a chance. Yeah, but I would not bet on the Mavs going undefeated down the stretch given how their season has gone. And they have a tough schedule, right? They like you said, they play the Kings tonight and the Kings can still get two, right? They're still playing first uh, that second round home court advantage again for a fan base starving for playoffs. That's huge. Like every game in the West is huge. So I think it's pretty, I wouldn't say clear. That's impossible to say in the West, but it seems likely that Pelicans Timberwolves are going to be in there. Like they're almost locked yeah. at this point. The question is, will the Thunder hold off the Mavs and will the Lakers get into the field? Because the Clippers could be in this too. Like they're they no Paul George. They gotta they gotta find a way to get some wins. Right. It feels like it's let's say the Warriors get five. Like I, I I'm cool saying that. I don't really have a huge problem with that. And then it feels like six really might come down to this Lakers Clippers matchup. Like the stakes in this one huge. are huge, <laughs> right? And then if the Clippers lose that one, that's where I think things start to get interesting because the Pelicans might have the same record as them and they have the tiebreaker over a team like the Clippers. So all of a sudden you could have the Clippers go from five to nine, something like wow. that. Like that seems kind of wild to look at. And then you have the Pelicans maybe bumping up there too. The Lakers have the tiebreaker over the Pelicans. This is like one of those things where it's going to come down to the final game of the regular season. It feels like, like, I, I don't know. Every year the play in tournament has been kind of fun and has just made games matter that make me want to watch these when they wouldn't otherwise. And it's just been a huge success in my opinion for the NBA. Fans are going to watch Clippers blazers. Cause it's massive for the play in and, and the playoffs, like the blazers being involved in all these seeding games is pretty funny given what yeah. they're doing right now. But um, yeah, they, like, like all this game is huge. Lakers Clippers is huge. And, in the previous system where this is just like five versus seven and they're both pretty clearly going to be in the top eight. It's like, eh, it's important, but not that big. Now it's like, Oh my gosh, this game is like you go from an 80% chance to make the playoffs, to like a 30% chance to make the playoffs like that is extremely significant. So it, it's huge. It's awesome. It, it it's also kind of funny that we've spent a lot of time talking about this, whereas in the last segment, we're like, and none of these teams are going to get out of the first round and it won't ultimately end up mattering and enjoy I, your... I think, I think I'd pick the Warriors potentially over 
the one or two seed. I don't know. Would Maybe. you? So you'd go that far and be like, I, I'd say that it's not like they'd be the most likely out of the group. You'd say you'd pick them over the yeah, Nuggets. Let me say or my the... big huge take that people want to listen to until we're 28 minutes into the episode. Yeah, yeah I, so. I mean they won the title last year. They have their whole team. Like I've seen them do it before. I've never seen any anyone else in this West. Yeah, fair there. enough. I mean, I'd, I'd probably pick the Suns over anybody, but I, I'm getting close to Warriors over any non-Suns team, even with their road record. Yeah, you win one road game in a series and things look great. You'd win one road series. How many road wins do they have? <laughs> you know, you got me there. Val- nine. <laughs> nine. Um, yeah, that look that the road stuff is is ridiculous and doesn't make any sense. And you never know how it's gonna go. I, I guess don't, I don't. I just I I've seen them do it in a way that legitimately every I've I've seen the Nuggets make the conference finals, so maybe I shouldn't slam them down too much. But like I've seen the Warriors do it in a way that I haven't with the rest of the teams. I think that's fair. Okay. All right. Let's end there on Tony's hot take uh, <laughs> right right at the end of the show. Let's not lead with that here. Uh, let's end the show on that. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on NBA. Enjoy the end of the season. We're going to be covering it here daily. So make sure Locked on NBA is your first listen. As always, I'm your Wednesday host, Jake, at Nola Jake on Twitter and the host of the Locked on Pelicans podcast. I'm Tony East, host of Locked on Pacers at T East NBA on Twitter. Make our shows your second listen. And everybody have a wonderful rest of your Wednesday.